What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Jeremy Hayes with the Fadeaway Fitness, this side of the room official podcast. Uh, this is season three, episode number nine. Uh, today I have with me a uh, rising sophomore guard at Laurel Highlands High School, uh, Rodney Gallagher. Rodney, say what's up to everybody here. Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, Rodney, I appreciate you jumping on the show, kind of giving us a little bit of insight about, you, about your life here. Yep, yep, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about it. Cool, absolutely. So, like, kind of, like, jump right into it and, like, kind of, like, give us a little bit of a background as, like, you as a kid kind of growing up and, like, what all sports that you played. I know you play basketball and football now, but kind of, like, how kind of, like, multiple sports helped you kind of grow as, like, a basketball athlete. Yeah, uh, I started playing basketball, football, soccer, and baseball all around the age four, and I also uh, danced and helped on my, uh, <laughs> my footwork when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, did, I did a lot of that stuff. And uh, I played soccer and baseball until the age of, I think, 10. Yeah. And then that's when I burst off into uh, with, uh, basketball and football. Right. And just from now on, just been working on both of those sports and uh, trying to achieve a lot of things. Oh, for sure. And like I said, I honestly think that, like, I mean, me dealing with, uh, with like I said, athletes and, and sports all day, every day type of deal, it's like I feel like playing multiple sports kind of like when you're younger, it almost just helps you grow naturally as a like a, a well-rounded athlete. Like you said, you danced. So that, that is typically, like I said, good, really good for your footwork. Um, I mean, baseball, hand-eye coordination, football, agility, and power. Like I feel like you got to be uh, – uh, well-versed in, in several different sports and I think that really ultimately helps you out like a like I said become one uh, like well-rounded athlete versus like uh, like I'm really good at just one thing yep yep you're right cool like I said what uh like what made you kind of like steer yourself in the direction of like the more so like football and basketball avenue versus like like you said the the baseball soccer avenue yep uh serious about basketball and football more because I know those two sports I felt like were going to take me to farthest right. and uh, uh, I started I started AAU and uh, AAU has taken me a long way through my process right now and that's when I started taking basketball serious and uh, football also just uh, even though playing through middle school and the youth league helped me so much uh, through my high school process also by just learning all the fundamentals to the game and both of those sports have taken me a long way so far yeah, for sure. And like, uh, kind of like almost name drops and people like, were there any people that kind of like influenced you as a kid that like had a, like left a, like a positive influence on you and like, uh, kind of pushed you in the right direction? Yeah, it was just, it was definitely my dad and just a lot of my, uh, the athletes in my family. Uh, they just, I just saw them, I mean, all their old teeth and all that type of stuff with them just being, uh, just being great and uh i have like i said i have a lot of athletes in my family that are very good around the area and uh went on to college and even though they didn't make it pro still did a lot of good things and uh they're just all keeping me the right way and they want me to be the one to come out of the family and to be the best right for sure and like i said I, I honestly think that's huge just to have even if it's just one person that's uh gonna like take you under their wing and and, and they can kind of be that, that positive mentor and kind of lead you and steer you in the right direction. Um, I think that is huge, especially said for, uh, for, uh, for a young athlete that starts to see some success and has the potential to, to kind of like really reach uh, the college level and beyond. Like, I think that's huge for any athlete. Yeah, 
of course, of course, definitely huge. For sure. Now, almost like kind of like, all right, you just graduated eighth grade type of deal, like leading that into uh, your freshman year, you're st- you start to attend Laurel Highlands High School, kind of like lead that into uh, like what you're expecting, how your freshman year is about to go and kind of like what transpired throughout your freshman year at high school. Yeah, so freshman year, I mean, I was getting into there, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I was definitely nervous a little bit just because I've always watched high school basketball, and uh, me just stepping into my uh, those shoes to become the, the starting point guard and try to become the star of the team, I mean, only being a freshman. So I knew there was a lot of things I would have to change and do before uh, I could be good at the high school level. Right. And uh, it's, it's definitely different from, obviously, the middle school level, and even AAU, you see a lot of different things. And uh, just knowing that everybody plays hard and, and nobody really slacks and they give uh, their best effort. And uh, the goal really was to just, like I said, uh, get used to everything and, and, and get comfortable out there to get into my sophomore year and uh, me and my team to make the playoffs and all that type of different stuff. But uh, I'm just so glad that everything went farther than that. And uh, it, it was just always dreams. And I just always watch other people do it. And for me to be that person that's a, uh, uh, fulfill my dreams like that, which is great. Oh, for sure. And like, almost talk about like what were some of like the most memorable memorable moments just from your freshman season uh, that kind of like stick out to you the most. Yeah, obviously, uh, first one is just winning the Whitfield Championship. That was the biggest thing that uh, we've done in a long time in this area, and just having the whole community come together for once, and uh, instead of being separate and just seeing everybody there down there at the peak supporting us and everybody in the red, white, and blue. That was that was a huge thing for me that I always wanted. And uh, just being the first freshman to make the Fab Five, uh, a freshman to make All-State first team and uh, win 5A player of the year, like all those things. It's like, just, like I've always seen other people do it. And I'm just so glad I, I got a chance to do it and I did do it. And uh, like I said, those are, those are great accomplishments, but I'm looking to have more. And uh, those are in the past, and I just got to move on. Oh, for sure. And I guess I remember uh, just watching everything transpire as the year progressed, and, like, it just seemed like Rodney Gallagher hits a big shot. Rodney Gallagher makes a big stop. Rodney Gallagher, and it just seemed like, what what, <laughs> what doesn't this kid do? And, uh, right. I, I, like, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, the Whipple Championship came down to, the like, the final so many seconds. Kind of, like, take us down yeah. to, like, uh, the last, like, minute or so kind of how you guys ended up pulling out that game and, like, uh, just the emotions, I guess, that just kind of, like, pulled out of you after you guys ended up winning. Yeah, just us and uh, Mars just going back at it, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, both of us taking the lead, and there was a lot of lead changes. Uh, we had a late turnover, and we thought that was going to be the end of it, but luckily we got the ball back, and, and I tried to get to the rim, and uh, they fouled me, and I, and, I, and I actually missed that layup, so just – with four seconds left, me going to the free throw line, me being a freshman, being nervous and trying to fulfill those shoes, it was it was definitely uh, a crazy. It was just it was just nuts. And me just knocking down that first free throw relieved all all that anxiety that I had. Mm, right. I knew I second one. I knew the second one was going to go in because I had so much confidence in myself at the time. So right. when I went in, we our, our team had to get a stop, and we did get a stop, and we won that first check since 1968. That's wild. Like I said, I could just imagine, like, as soon as that final buzzer went off, it just seemed like, I mean, you just got to be feeling every single emotion, whether you were happy, sad. I mean, everything just had to be running through your mind. Everything. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that feeling was crazy. 
Yeah, it was great. And uh, like I said, hopefully we get another one this year. Right. Me and my team are doing we're doing really good right now, and uh, we're coming together. And hopefully we go back to back. Oh, for sure. Now, like I said, talk to us about like okay, as the freshman freshman year um, at Laurel Highlands uh, comes to an end. Uh, like I said, you were were, were named. Um, the first ever freshman to be be listed to the Fab Five. Kind of like talk about like that kind of honor and uh, like I guess what shoes that has to fill. I mean, with a, a long line of of athletes that that were named to the Fab Five years prior, and you'd be the first ever freshman to do it. Yeah, it was great. I mean, when when that first list came out, uh, there were rumors going around that I was going to be on it and also not going to be on it, but. Like I said, I didn't really want that to get to me because that wasn't my main focus at the time. But when that list dropped and said I was the first freshman to ever make it, uh, I, it was just a proud moment for me and my family. Uh, it was just something, just something different that we never, that we never really accomplished. And I'm glad, like I said, I'm the first freshman in history to do that, and, and now my name's in the books for that. Right. And people get to look back, myself get to look back at that accomplishment. Oh, for sure. And I'm, I mean, just I would imagine how how proud your school, your family, your community, everything was um, to see to see you do it, to see you witness it, and uh, like I said, be able to achieve that. That's that's like I said, that's uh, I mean, pretty powerful stuff for for somebody. I would say as young as you are, but I mean, it seems like you're you've almost like matured way beyond your years. Like, how old are you now? Sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Like a kid that's sixteen years old and be able to do some stuff that like most adults and grown-ups has, has never even even almost thought of so like I guess hats off to you for everything you've been able to accomplish this far and like I said I, I can't wait to see like your progression as a person but also as an athlete um, over the next so many years of of your playing career but then also I said your your lifespan as well yep yes sir yep so then almost like rewind it a little bit and uh, kind of talk to us about like how did you get involved with an AU with like playing with the uh, the blue chips and then the likes of like I said Bronny and a couple other like really high powerful names along the the high school high school ranks right now and like how you became intertwined with that team and like how 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 the experience was playing with them how how was traveling how was the just the entire experience of playing with that team? So I'm almost 100. I was in fifth grade. Uh, and I played for a team out of Morgantown, West Virginia, called the West Virginia Burn. Mm-hmm. And my my dad actually was the head coach of the team. And we traveled to Akron, Ohio, and we played in this little tournament. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the King James tournament, but it was some small tournament. And, of course, the Blue Tips were in it, and we actually played them. And we were, we were, both of our teams were going back and forth, and they ended up pulling out late. And I'm pretty sure they beat us by a good 20. In the second half, they killed us. But uh, I ended up doing very well that game. So uh, their head coach came over and was like, "Who is that your son? And then, like my dad was like, yeah. And he was like, we won him. And he jotted down all the phone number and everything. <laughs> and uh, my dad was like, I don't know if I want to do this yet just because, I mean, I didn't want to really leave that team. But I just also had to look at my future and the bigger opportunity. Right. So uh, I, ended up, I ended up joining the team in my first tournament with them was in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm not going to, I mean, I, I was so nervous playing with them because, like, <laughs> the stage was so different and so many people at the games, right. but uh, I think, like, I think two games in, I actually started my first game with them, even in my first tournament, and, like, I was like, wow, like, I'm already starting, and, and I just got here, it's my first tournament, so 
Chips. Like, I, I, I was so I was so excited, and uh, just getting to meet the whole Blue Chips family was great. Then after that, I mean, just taking off and just us and just building my brand and, and us becoming more popular and uh, just LeBron being there in our back corner and uh, Coach Joe and all that type of stuff. It just it just built me to uh, to play harder and uh, be a better person and, and the brotherhood and all of us coming together and just uh, becoming better people. And it, it was just a great experience. And, and I'm so glad that I got to do that and, and – when I look back, man, it's just it's just all smiles. Oh, for sure. And like, I mean, for you as as somebody that's just born and bred basketball, and like, I'm sure one of your favorite players um, is LeBron. And like I said, I'm I'm just guessing oh, at that. Yeah, but man. but like, let's just say you're you're in the middle of a game and you look over and LeBron's watching you. Like, I mean, that's either got to be a couple different feelings. I feel like number one, like, I mean, I better not mess up. <laughs> Two, also, yeah. it's like, how cool is it that like. I guess one of your idols is sitting, watching you, guiding you, mentoring you. That's got to be a, a really, really fun learning experience, but also, like I said, just a life-changing moment that like one of the greatest players of all time can kind of put his thumbprint on you as well. Right, and just LeBron just being LeBron, I mean, by giving, like he's, he's been at the biggest stages all throughout his career, so him just coming back and us at a young age, giving us the advice we need and just whatever he's telling us, like, we're just going to listen. And obviously it worked out and just, just like I said, him being there for us and becoming and becoming better athletes and a better player by him teaching us the little stuff in the game. Like he does, he does all the fundamentals and that's why he's so great. And him just trying to teach us and do all that type of stuff to be a better player was just, was just a crazy experience. Oh, for sure. And I honestly think that like just LeBron just sees the game different. He thinks it different. He is, like everything that he just does, he just sees it quicker. And like to us, I guess is just an average person. Like, I mean, why didn't you shoot that? Oh, why didn't you drive? Why didn't you dunk that? Why don't you shoot it every time? But like, if LeBron knows it's the right pass, like he can then pass that valuable information on to you is like seeing, seeing the play happen before it happens and making the right decision and getting your, all your teammates involved. I feel like that's uh like I said, got to be one of the best mentors that you could ever have to teach you the game of basketball. Yep. Right. Right. So like uh, uh, being around, being around that caliber of talent, just, I mean, Bronny and like I said, guys that are, are, uh, like I said, ha- ha- starting to get a, a get a following and name, and like you said, a, a brand for themselves. Kind of like how did that how did that happen to like not change you, but also like kind of start to really build your brand up, and you started to kind of become more of more of a popular name, kind of like nationwide now. Yeah, it was great. Um, it's just like like that was that was all my plan. All just to go over there, do my thing, and obviously everybody was coming to watch Bernie, but. If they come to watch Bronny, they gotta watch me. So every time I step on that court, I mean, I just had a chip on my shoulder. So like, they like I said, they want to come see him, but at the same time, they gotta see me. So I just want to show out, play my game, and not trying to be someone that I'm not. And I just wanted to be myself and going out there and playing myself is the reason why I got my brand. And like I said, uh, it, it's good, but like I don't want it. I don't want it to be like too big. Obviously, just because I don't want my head gets big, because I'm still focusing on what I need to focus on. Right. So, uh, but it's it's great to have though. But uh, like I said, if, if if people are trying to build their brand, don't let it get too big because you don't want it to interact with your goal in life. Is 
Oh, for sure. And I think that's, I think that's huge. And I, I think a lot of people don't, don't see that aspect. I mean, they start to see some success and then what do they want? They pretty much just want to like blow up and like, I'm not saying change completely, but like it gets to the point where like you have to have, uh, like some remembrance of like where you came from, who was with you kind of keeping your circle small, because I feel like we can kind of talk about that as like, as soon as you started playing with the blue chips and then you started to become a bigger name and like things are really starting to go well. Now all of a sudden you start to have a bigger social media following. Like what, what, what comes with that? Like, I feel like outsider people are now starting to, re- to, to reach out. And like I said, it's in trying to like leech onto you. And it gets to the point where like, I feel like figuring out how to keep your circle very, very tight. And the people that you really, really trust, I feel like is really, really big. So talk about like how you try to keep your circle kind of like, uh, very, very few in between. Yeah, it's, it's good to have, it's good to have friends, but at the end of the day, you got to know who your brothers and your, and your, your tight family is. So like, especially like, I can never forget about the people I actually grew up with right. and, and played sports. I'm like, even though how big my name gets or, or whatever, it doesn't matter what the situation is. I always look back to them as being my, my best friends and I can't switch up on them. For and, sure. uh, that's what you need. Like, you just got to go back to who you really grew up with and, and not the people that you know now because you're building your brand. Uh, because you never know if they're your best friends or not because they can always stab you in your back. So you always want to just be the people. You just want to just stay with the people that you grew up with and, and be the same person that's, uh, that you are. Oh, for sure. And I think that's, I think it's very valuable. Like I said, that people of all ages, not just, like I said, athletes at all ages, all, all stages of their life, all everything can really uh, take a part in and um, model their life around, but kind of like turn this into like, okay, so you, you're starting to see a lot of success. You're doing really well on the court, off the court. Like, were there any struggles or like downfalls kind of like throughout your life this point in the sports career that you've had to like kind of face that adversity and try to overcome? Yeah, just uh, it, like it's basketball, basketball is very hard at times when you, you like to get down on yourself when you're not playing as good as you actually want to and just like all the different things you try to do and, and uh, just work and just like, like I said, if, say at a game, you have a bad game, like I bet you almost every athlete's going to get down on themselves after the game because they didn't play the way they actually wanted to play. So just like, so we can go back to my freshman year. Like uh, the first game I played horrible. My first high school career game I've ever played was probably one of the worst games I've played in my whole career. (laughs) And I was just, I was down on myself saying, man, this is basketball stuff really for me. Do I really want to focus on football? Like I was, that was all going through my head, and I had a rough night, and and I, I had to just overcome it. So the next day, I got in the gym at like six in the morning or something like that, and I had to overcome it, and I had to work my butt off to become the way I am now. And I just kept working every day and day, and I still continue to, because like I said, I'm still not at the goal I want to be at. And and yeah, I, I feel like that was my downfall at that point when. I wasn't playing the way I want to play, but but I just continued to stay in the gym, and, and I'm still working towards everything I need to accomplish. Right, and I feel like that's huge because, like I said, as much like you said, as much success and as the, as many accolades as you've kind of achieved to this point, it just like I feel like a lot of people would get complacent, or like you said, they would um, not be as humble, and it just gets to the point where, like I said, just talking to you and uh, interacting with you a few times, like it gets to the point where like 
like you are mature. You, you seem a lot more mature. You have the right people around you. And it just gets to the point where like, okay, you know where you're at now, but you know, you're not where you need to be. So like I said, that constant, like daily reminder of, Hey, I need to be better. I have to be better. I got to keep working. I got to keep pushing until you reach that goal. Okay, great. You reach the goal. Now reach a new one. Now set a new one. I think that's uh that's really big for like I said for anybody, like I said, especially for somebody of your caliber who's reached like I said several peaks so far and like you're not even close to being satisfied with what you really want to do yet. So I think that speaks volumes exactly. to you and your character of what you're doing so far. Yep. So kind of like exactly. what sets what sets you apart, like, skill-wise? So what makes, I guess, Rodney Gallagher Rodney Gallagher? Like, how are you different from everybody else in comparison to your game? And then almost, like, that second question onto that, who do you kind of try to, like, model your game around then? Yeah, it's just, um, it's not, like, like skill-wise, I don't understand what you mean. It's, like, it's just the mindset I have it going into every game. Right. It's just, like, when it's time, when it's time to go, I need to go. So, say like I'm, I'm getting everybody involved, which is that's what I love to do because I'm a point guard. That's what I'm supposed to do. Yep. But when it's time, no, I need to get that bucket. It's like it's time to go, and I'm gonna put their foot on their necks, and I'm gonna go either downhill. Then if you play it back, I'm gonna pull up or yep. something like that. It don't, it don't matter. Like when it's time to go, I need to go. And when it's time to take over, it's time to take over. It's just a different mindset at different times in the game when I'm like, all right, this is, I don't know why I'm playing so so slow. I don't know why I'm playing like this. This is not how I play, so it's time to turn up. And and the scoreboard, like, if I don't like what the scoreboard is, it's like, all right, like, I'll tell my team that let's go. And we all just turn our switches and it's a different mindset. And and, and that's what I really describe my game as. It's just, it's just the mindset going into the game and you always got to stay, uh, you always got to stay humble and just, uh, you can never really get down on yourself, and that's the like I said, the people around me right. always telling me don't get down on myself and always work towards what I need to work on. Right, and and that's what I've learned, and, and that's how I play my game is just to stay on, stay up tempo, and and stay on everybody's necks, and just do what I do best. Right, and I feel like, and I feel like this is where it gets to the point where like, okay, you, you had a lot of success, you are a bigger name now, so I feel like every game that you go to, like, and I mean, just from I mean, everybody that you hear of, even like we'll say uh, Alonzo Ball when he finally made it into the NBA, it's like, hey, that that's Rodney Gallagher. Now you have a target on your back, and I feel like everybody is gonna come at you with their best shot. So what was it, uh, Pat, Pat Patrick Beverly? Like as soon as Lonzo Ball checked into his first NBA game, Patrick Beverly shut that down and just threw him to the ground, like, hey, welcome to the NBA type of deal. Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like you walk into the gym. Oh, we're playing Laurel Highlands. They got Rodney Gallagher. I'm, I mean, Brandon Davis now too, but like, oh, they got Rodney. There's the X on your back and they're coming for you. So you almost like, I'm not saying you can't have a bad game, but like, you know, you're getting everybody else's best shot. You know, you're getting everybody's best defender. You know, they're coming at you like double teams, everything. And I feel like that, like I said, that's tough. That's tough for a, a 15, 16 year old kid to, Hey, you can't have a bad game. Hey, you can't miss a free throw tonight. Hey, you can't do this because it's like, it, and then it just turns into like, Oh, well, here are all the naysayers. Here are all the doubters here. Are, oh, I'm, I, I, I told you he was going to like only go for 10 tonight. Like I said, it gets to the point where like, you got to ignore all the outside noise. And like you said, when, as soon as that ball gets jumped in the air, turn that switch and let's go. And it's got to get to the point where like, 
you just pedal to the floor until you hear that final zeros and you guys end up winning. Exactly. Right. And yep. I think, I think that's, I think that's big because I said, just, be, just by watching even just videos, you can see just the way that you, you carry yourself. And uh, like I said, game winner time. Okay. Who's got the ball Rodney and he's going to figure out how to make a play work, whether that's getting everybody else involved or hitting that turnaround step back out of the corner, which you just did like last week, which was kind of yeah. crazy too. Uh-huh. So like I said, it just gets to the yeah. point where like you just, you, you, you're, you see the game a little bit different. And like I said, maybe that goes back to when you were being coached and taught by LeBron back at the blue chips era. Right. So right. And I, I think exactly. all of those, all yeah. those, all those little pieces and nuggets just over the years, just accumulate and accumulate. And I think it gets to the point where like, like you said, you're you're gonna get everybody else's best shot. So it's gonna get to the point where, well, well, you have to not prove everybody wrong. I feel like necessarily, I feel like you just have to prove yourself right, and why why you're yeah, why exactly. you're the guy, and you got to go out and do everything. Exactly, and to all the people out there, make sure you watch your film. Like you watch your film and have somebody that'll know knows the game, and somebody that'll actually pay attention to the whole game. Watch your film, and after that compare it and see what your goods were and your bads were and just after that just whatever it doesn't matter if it's practice or it's just getting the gym make sure you work on it and make sure it just doesn't happen next game and, and that's very important in high school and AAU basketball is to watch film and and watch everybody else's best player and watch what they play on defense and all that stuff stuff and like I said huddle huddle and film is, is very important Right, I think that's big because, like I said, everybody – and I also think people just focus on, oh, just the guy that just has the ball. They don't watch help defense. They don't watch anything else, and it just gets to the point where, like, the people that are really, really great do everything that other people don't notice. And so that's where I think, like I said, especially, like, being a defensive stopper, a leader, and taking charge on, on defense, but also, oh, now I'm going to go give, give you 35, too, on offense, too. I think those are the people that, like – really really make it and then also really have a long successful career outside of high school whether it be college nba overseas everything like that exactly so kind of like um, okay we talked about a little bit of younger au we talked about your freshman year and everything that you've accomplished at this point like lead this into like i guess covid year how different this has been and then everything that's kind of going on right now with your sophomore season um, and, and what the rest of your sophomore season at Laurel Highlands looks like here. Yeah, so COVID, man, it really, it really messed up, especially AAU last year. I didn't play one AAU game last oh. year. So it really messed me up, especially recruiting-wise. I was looking forward to uh, a great season and uh, getting a lot more offers or, or even interest. Um, just get my name up. Excuse me, uh, get my name out there even more, and uh, it was tough. It was tough on me, and uh, I was I was obviously upset, and a lot of my teammates were upset that they didn't get, especially the juniors last year that are now seniors, them not being able to play AAU last year, really really messed up their recruitment. Right. So, uh, but uh, even this year, it's still still a lot different. I mean, with no fans in the gym, basically, um, even even just. No visiting, visiting parents, always yelling and all that type of stuff in the gym. Mm-hmm, right. It's just, it's, it's, it's just quiet. It just, it just doesn't seem the same anymore. And uh, it's, it, like I said, it's just a lot different. But uh, sophomore year, I mean, it's still, I'm still making the best of it. Uh, still going on. 
Uh, it, it's been great so far. Me and my, my high school team doing a great job right now. Uh, we started off rough, but, uh, I mean, we've been playing great lately, and uh, we just need to continue that. Do, uh, we, we play our first playoff game Wednesday. Uh, we need to do a great job and get, jo- uh, get the job done and uh, just take a game, one game at a time, to uh, try to go back-to-back at another Whitfield Championship. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, it, it, it's just like I said, like you said, it's one one step at a time. So you can't look at the long vision, oh, I got to win uh, six games and win a Whitfield Championship or whatever it is. It's like, like I said, look at that one game. Okay, now you're only focused on one opponent. You beat that opponent. Okay, move on to the only the next one. And then the next one, and then it's one at a time. And then if you look at it in like accumulation, oh great, we won our six, seven in a row, phenomenal. But like as I said, you got to have that tunnel vision mindset where it's only one game at a time, and the job's not done until we win that one game, and then that next one game. So kind of like right, right. So almost like lead this into okay after this sophomore year is completed, like. It lead it into your your now what sixteen U uh, AAU and like who you're gonna run yeah. with, how excited you are to play, and like kind of like look what you're looking forward to with AAU wise. Say that one more time. I'm sorry, cut uh, out. No, you're good. So lead this into okay after after you're just finishing your sophomore year after the season's over, like um, lead it into AAU now. So who are you gonna run with? Who are you gonna play with? Uh, like I said, are you gonna compete on the the EYBL, Adidas Gauntlet, uh, uh, the um, Under Armour Rise, and like how excited you are to to kind of continue your your recruiting on the AAU side of things. Yeah, so for AAU, I'm running with the 16U Team Durant team this year. Uh, I'm so excited. My first year playing on the EYBL. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I officially uh, made this team, and and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we have, we're gonna have a Pretty good team this year. Hopefully, great, and we win it the PCM. And uh, we have a great coach, and we just have a great staff all around. And I, I just can't wait to uh, get to it next month. All right, and then, like almost talk about like how different like live circuit AU is. Oh, shoe circuit. I got like I said, you said Nike YBL, the Adidas Three Stripes, yep. Under Armour Rise. How different are like are, is the live circuit versus just like normal AU? And, and what you can expect if you were to play on, like I said, the Nike YBL circuit. Yeah, it's just, I mean, all the things that I'm looking forward to, I mean, you're going to play almost every top player in the country. Right. And just, like, looking in the past, looking at the people that have came out of Nike, and uh, it's just, and, and all that type of different stuff, it's just it's just amazing. And all the stuff that you can get out of just playing on this circuit, um, it, it's bright, and the, and the future is bright. And uh, even just the scholarships that so many players have gotten, and uh, even the best players on, even not even the best players on the circuit have got great scholarships. And at the end of the day, they're getting free school. Right. So like that's just something I want to be a part of, and, and uh, I just I just can't wait to play in it. Right, and I honestly think that I always tell people it's like if you play on a on a shoe circuit AU, it's like you're either going to get so much exposure or you're going to get exposed really quick. And I feel like it, it, you you have, I mean, as you said, the top players in the nation are playing on, uh, like I said, the shoe, shoe level circuit stuff. And it's like the eighth player, let's just say the Compton Magic, the eighth player on the roster might go to like Ole Miss. Like, and so 
yeah. it doesn't matter if you're the 12th man or you're the number one guy. You still have a chance to be seen by hundreds and hundreds of college coaches every single weekend at all these live events. Yeah. So kind of like, let's talk about like, okay, if you have any like personal goals, we're almost, we're going to wrap this up here, but like talk, if you got any personal goals, like for the rest of, like I said, your, uh, um, sophomore season here, and then kind of like lead that into, okay, do you have any personal goals for the rest of your high school career? And then kind of lead that into what's after high school. So what you're looking to do and maybe college or professional stuff elsewhere, if you have any goals. Yeah, just, uh, sophomore year, just, like I said, uh, winning another championship, um, going far in states this year, um, trying to be 5A player a year, another Fab Five, another All-State, um, all those type of little things. And um, just uh, for AAU this year, more exposure, more colleges, more interest, more offers, all that type of different stuff. And uh, just getting my name out there. And for my, for my whole high school career, just like I said, trying to be – top 10, top 5 player, or even number 1 in, in my class of 2023. Um, Gatorade player of the year uh, in my state. Uh, like I said, obviously free education. Trying to play at the highest level. Um, going to camps like USA and Pangos and all that type yep. of stuff. And it's just all those type of things and just playing to get the best people at all times to make my game better. Right. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, like I said, it's it's huge. And kind of like we can almost retract a little bit, but talk about like um, when you got your first offer. How 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 did that feel? Like how, how does your recruiting look like now? And like like you said, with, with your sophomore year, how it's going, how AAU will go, I, I just think your, your recruiting is just going to skyrocket. But like talk about when you, when you first got your, your first offer and like kind of like the weight's off your shoulders, but also like – now you're hungry and driven even more to like see who what all schools will, will start reaching out to you now. Yeah, I mean, my first offer in eighth grade was was it was a dream come true and it was amazing. Uh, I mean, just just being like I said, still being in middle school to get a get a Big Ten offer from Illinois was was just crazy. Right. And uh, I remember them just. Obviously, my coach being on the phone, obviously, because they couldn't talk to me yet all by myself and just telling them that they were going to offer me by just watching me. And, and it was just crazy. And, and like I said, it was another dream come through. And it was something that I've always wanted to have. And uh, you said you said the coach talking about what college coaches have been recruiting me and stuff like that. Yeah, just like I said, see how, how, how does your recruiting look now and, like, where you think it will go within the next two years, two years, three years? Yeah, so uh, recruiting right now, uh, Tennessee and Texas have been the most recent ones that I've reached out to uh, my dad and my coaches. Um, I've talked, I've talked to uh, Georgia. I've talked to um, West Virginia. I've talked to Iowa a lot. Uh, I've talked to Ohio State a lot. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple more. Uh, I've talked to talked to a lot of coaches, and obviously, I've, uh, Pitt's been in uh, since they offered me. Pitt has been in contact. Cable and uh, Wake Forest has, uh, and um, I know I know Illinois has a little bit, and just all that type of stuff, man. Just just those college coaches are appreciated, which is good. And uh, whatever schools that try to come at me later on in my career will be good. 
Right, for sure. And I said, I think, and I, I, my opinion, I think it's just going to keep keep growing. Um, like I said, the 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 older that you get, but also, um, like I said, with it this year on the Nike YBL circuit and being in front of, I mean, every school pretty much. I feel like things are just going to take off. Um, in a positive direction for you. And I'm really excited, like I said, just to watch your growth as a person, but also as a player too. Um, I think it's going to be big for, like I said, for you as an athlete. So kind of like the last couple things that I got, kind of give us like one piece of advice um, to anybody listening to this, like that could like look to like follow you in your, in your footsteps, kind of like anything that and it doesn't have to be basketball related. Like give me one piece of advice to kind of help somebody else um, out in their journey. Uh, just outwork everyone. Uh, stay in the gym, and also uh, keep her grades up. Just coaches watch for that too. Um, the one day that you take off, you already know that somebody else is working as hard. But uh, and also don't outwork. Don't make sure your body is still a hundred percent though when you work out. Don't right. try to do it uh, too much. And uh, like I said, just take care of your body. That's super important too. Um, like I said, work when you can, uh, even if it's just something by ball handling or something, even if you can't get in the gym, just something that involves the basketball. And uh, like I said, stay in school and keep your grades up, and that's very important also. Right, for sure. And I, I, one thing you touched on I think is actually huge that especially kids don't do these days is, like I said, being able to take care of their bodies. And I, I always say if there was two things I could have did a lot different when I was a kid and I was an athlete growing up would be one, I would stretch a lot more. And two, I would recover more of today's technology, like the hyper ice, hyper volts. I mean, you got the Normatec leg sleeves and compression sleeves, like all of this stuff, which is extremely, extremely beneficial. The kids don't really think about it when they're younger. They just they go play for five, six hours, and then they work out, and then they go and run, then it's, okay, then you go home and do nothing. So I, I think if kids were to, like, almost, like like you said, take care of their bodies more, I mean, look at your guy LeBron. He puts, what, $1.5 million into his body every single yeah. year, and everybody yeah. wonders why he's still playing at the peak of his career. Like I said, that's just crazy, and I think that more people should take uh, – take ownership of their own bodies and and uh look look for life after basketball too because it's like okay well if you're not playing anymore but you can't walk up a flight of steps without your knees or your back hurting like something's got to give here exactly so i want to hear uh last couple questions in rodney gallery's opinion give me your top three players of all time in three two one order one being the greatest of all time and unfortunately, on this one, as much confidence as you have in yourself, Rodney Gallo can't, can't be one of the people listed. So give me three, then two, then one. So give me three, then two, then one. Yep. All right, so I got, I got Kobe, then I got LeBron, then I got Michael Jordan. Okay, so now you got to explain why Jordan won first. I just think, I mean – just watching all of this tapes and, and the documentary, just the, just his his greatness and his mindset and the things that really nobody else could do was just amazing and all the accomplishments he had, uh, winning six finals and then Tim just even playing baseball to coming back to basketball was just insane. So I, I think just him, I, I think he's the good right now. And LeBron, I think he's too... I don't think he's far from Jordan, but he's right around the corner. Right. I mean, he's accomplished so many things already, and I still think he has four more years of play. 
of playing time in the NBA. Right. So I think if he wins a, a championship this year and him just going up in every sheet of what he's been doing, I think he will be the GOAT by the time he ends his career. Yep. Then I have Kobe at three. I mean, Kobe, like I said, was just so different. And uh, like I said, same goes with his mindset and, and the things he learned from Michael Jordan and, and all of that type of stuff and him coming to the NBA at such a young age and him just, just being great and doing what he did. Oh, for sure. And I said, that's not a bad list. I mean, everybody puts them differently. It just depends on who's where. But like I said, it's it just gets to the point where, like, let's just put it at LeBron. Like, at what point do you think that he could pass Michael Jordan? It's like, I feel like a lot of his stats are going to pass Jordan. I feel like everybody will say, oh, rings, rings, rings. Okay, well, what if LeBron wins two, three more? Like, and then he does pass him. Like, so there's so many what ifs. But, I mean, just honestly, I, I mean, we can debate – greatness of all greatest of all time but like it just gets to the point where like almost just enjoy watching and and appreciating what each of them has done through their time and like appreciate lebron for what he does now because like like you said what if he only has three four five more years left and then there's no more lebron in the nba like i said it just gets to the point where like appreciate everything he's doing and and see how far he can really go and stretch himself Exactly. So, right. so I got uh, last two things is like pretty much if anybody's like looking to follow you along in your journey um, and kind of like can kind of keep in touch with you and kind of like keep up to date with you. If you can, especially pretty much just like Instagram and Twitter, list your social media handles so that way people can follow you and kind of keep in, in touch with you here. Yeah, on Instagram, it's just uh, it's Rodney Gallagher in all lowercase then uh twitter it's rodney gallagher six all together capital r's and i'm pretty sure it's it's i don't know if it's capital i think it's capital g yeah cool rodney gallagher six on twitter so i said make sure everybody give give him a shout give him a follow i said keep in touch with uh all of rodney's uh uh, his journey as he as he progresses through his sophomore year through high school college and beyond and like I said I uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck Rodney and uh, like I said I really do appreciate you coming on the show here and and like I said just kind of shedding light onto everything that you've done so far and like things that you're looking to do and and what the future might hold so like I said I wish you nothing but the best of luck here yeah I appreciate it thanks for letting me on absolutely